0: Go back. I'm your host, Brian Oshakra, and on this week's episode, we will be reviewing Some Like It Hoth and The Variable, the 13th and 14th episodes from season 5 of Lost. We open up in Some Like It Hoth to a young Miles, where we discover that he's had this ability to speak with the dead since he was a child. And then in the future, back in Dharmaville, we actually see him pick up a dead body and he's able to communicate with it. So, this will keep up with the theme for the characters in the past all having a lifelong ability that they can now use to help them with the Dharma people. Let's move along to the scene where we see teenage Miles meet with his mother. And the thing that I want you to take from this scene is that he's going there to discover more about his father. She explains to him that he is dead and his body is somewhere that Miles can't go. This is obviously leading into our big revelation later on in the episode, but I love that they put this in there just in case you weren't already thinking it. Before I move on with Miles, I want to talk a little bit about Juliet. It's pretty clear once everybody arrives that Juliet realizes that their happy life is over, and it's punctuated when she says, "Here we go to Kate." Once again, Juliet is a character that's very upfront and honest with people, and you can see that throughout her interactions with everybody in the show. Now let's talk talk about the scene where Miles and Hugo are driving to the orchid. This scene is really great because from Hurley, we see that he continues to be concerned about other people's well-being. He's made sandwiches for everybody, and he's afraid that they'll get sick if the sandwiches have gone bad. And he is so worried about it that he forces Miles to pull over so he can check. I've always appreciated Hurley's character, but there's a lot of depth that can be missed if you're not paying attention. So I really recommend you notice what Hurley's doing. Doing and not just write them off. Now, going back to Kate, I really love that in this episode, she's finally told exactly what she needs to hear. Roger has no problems being upfront with her and tells her that she really just needs to mind her own business because that's absolutely Kate's problem since the beginning of the series. The whole reason that she's a fugitive and on the run is because she couldn't mind her own business and let her mom be with who she loved. And because she's always trying to get involved in things, she's making situations worse. We even heard Sawyer say this in the last episode, but it's nice to have somebody finally make Kate hear it. So now let's finally touch on the big revelation from this episode. We find out that Dr. Chang is actually Miles' dad. And I'm not only bringing that up because that's an important part of the story for Miles, but mostly because of how openly Miles gives that information to Hurley. Just a moment ago, Miles didn't want to even discuss the fact that he can talk to dead people. But once Hurley opened up to him and revealed that he could, for some reason, Miles was a lot more giving with information about his father. Now let's go to the flashback where Naomi brings Miles to a dead body to see what he's capable of. We find out that this man was taking papers to Widmore for a purchase order on the faked crash of flight 815, and we'd have to assume that this guy was killed by Ben. Because in the previous seasons, we had seen Tom holding the exact papers that this man was carrying to Widmore. Miles is told by Naomi that with him, if the price is right, he'll do anything. And she proves that when she offers him $1.6 million to go try to help them find Ben. That figure is the reason Miles asks Ben for 3.2 million dollars. He was basically doubling the price that he was offered by Widmore and that's where that figure came from. I feel like this was a big issue for some people because they couldn't understand why this number was so significant. This to me is a great example of why people need to be patient as they're watching shows. Just because you don't understand something at this moment doesn't mean they won't explain it later. So keep an open mind. One thing I noticed in this episode was even though it was centered around Miles, we actually were paying a lot of attention to Hurley, and we see Hurley trying to help Miles and his dad connect by making them talk, and he's actually helping him learn more about his father by getting these questions out of them. Moving along, in the flashback where we see Miles get picked up by abductors, I wanted to point out to you that the guy who is riding shotgun was the same person who had crashed on a giraffe flight 316 with Caesar. But the interesting thing about this interaction is that this guy knew who Miles was and who Widmore was, as well as having a knowledge about the island. So now let's go back to Hurley trying to help Miles. It's obvious that Miles had been searching his whole life for answers about his father, and now he clearly has the opportunity to learn more about him, but he's not seizing that opportunity. And the one thing that Hurley leaves Miles with in this episode is a very profound point about communication, and Hurley had been bringing that up from the beginning, always saying that communication was the biggest thing that they lacked, and if they just spoke to each other and understood each other, things would be a lot better for everyone. One thing I wanted to bring up from Miles' flashback was what he said to the grieving father. He told him that if he wanted his son to know that he loved him, he should have told him when he was alive. And I bring this up because we actually get to see Miles' father caring for him despite what Miles' mother had said earlier. His father actually cared about him and showed him love while he was alive. And this will take us into the variable where we see a flashback of a very young Daniel as he's playing the piano. In this scene, we see his mother give him information about how he can no longer focus on anything but science. If you notice the character's portrayal it looks like she's reluctantly giving him this information, but does it like it's her duty. Now, back in Dharmaville, we see a very different Dan than we had three years prior. He seems a lot more driven, and he keeps consulting his journal as he goes along. We even see him, say, right on schedule as Dr. Chang shows up. One thing I found really interesting is his desperation to try to get Dr. Chang to initiate an evacuation. It seems to disappear almost immediately, after Chang leaves, and that made me think he had to have been just putting on a show for Dr. Chang, because when he turns to Miles and explains himself, he has a completely different demeanor that's much more controlled and much more confident. In this episode, we also see the origin of the journal and discover that his mom was the one to actually give it to him. She throughout her entire life stresses that his work is of the utmost importance, but once again seems very distraught to continue to further his career. And she seems very surprised when he tells her that Widmore is the man who will be funding his research. So one thing that we actually find out in this episode is that Daniel's mother was Ellie, the hostel who we had seen when Daniel had told him to bury Jughead. So we now know that Eloise not only knows about the island, but used to live on it. And we find out that she will be the one to know how to set them back to the right time. In this episode, we also find out from Widmore that he actually was the one to stage the crash of Flight 815. He's trying to convince Daniel to go to the island because he needs his help. He also tells Daniel that it will solve the issues that he has with his memory. Now let's move along to the scene where Daniel finds a young Charlotte. We get to see her experience the memory of Daniel speaking to her as a child. But the thing that I wanted you to pay attention to is when he walks up, She says she's not supposed to have chocolate before dinner, which was the last thing that she said before she died on the island in whatever time that ended up being. Now let's go to Daniel's flashback where he's trying to remember the piece he played on the piano. We do see his mother come back and tell him to go to the island, and again she seems very reluctant and has mixed emotions when he accepts, and he only does it because it would make his mother proud. Moving along, Daniel explains to us that the Swan Station was a containment for an incident that occurred similar to Chernobyl, and we had heard Saeed reference this in Season 2 when they first came across the hatch. Daniel continues to explain his plan and tells them that he had been focusing far too long on the constants and didn't realize that they were the variables, that because they are people and they have free will, they're not just numbers, they can actually choose whether or not to affect Affect their own destiny and explains to them his plan to try to negate the energy at the swan site making it so that the chain of events that led all of them to the island would never occur their future would be landing safely in los angeles instead of crashing on the island but this kind of contradicts Everything Daniel had been saying so far. He kept pushing that whatever happened, happened. And for them to be here, everything already happened. And now in our last scene, we see Eloise at the hospital with Penny. And she tells her that for the first time in a long time, she doesn't know what's going to happen next. Which implies that the entire time throughout the series, she has known the outcome. And we get a bit of confirmation when she meets Widmore outside. And they both talk about the sacrifices they had to make Where Widmore had to sacrifice his relationship with Penny, Eloise had to literally sacrifice her son by sending him back in time, knowing that she accidentally kills him. Guys, thanks for sticking through this episode. Next week, we will only be reviewing Follow the Leader, heading into the two-part season finale. Folks, send your thoughts, theories, questions to wegobackpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at KingLordBrian, but until next week week's episode. Bye-bye.